girl. Welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast is all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I am so pumped that you're here for today's episode because we have on the show Kelly Kussman, and I absolutely adore this woman. She's got an incredible story, and we talk about a lot of different topics that I think you're going to vibe with in terms of building a business, navigating seasons of hardship, figuring out like what's actually going to fuel you, what your thing is, how to collaborate with people, how to figure out like an environment around you of female friendships that light you up and look like the direction that you're heading, like a lot of different areas. You're going to love it. But for a quick back story on Kelly. She actually suffered from a ruptured atopic pregnancy. She almost lost her life and she lost the life of her first baby. And I'm saying that right now, we don't go into a lot of detail about this. So I don't even feel like it needs a trigger warning if you've navigated anything like that in your life. But it is what started her journey into self-discovery. It led her down this path of wanting to look into more more like non-toxic products that she was using and noticed how so much crap is in fragrances and in candles which led to her creation of Kayla Gray, which was going to be the name of her first baby. But really this brand and the evolution of it has really connected to this like deep love that she's had for a long time for scent and also wanted to like really be the sense of like honoring the heartbreak that she experienced through the pregnancy losses. So I think you're just really going to love the way that she used such a hard season of her life and something that, of course, she's still grieving through to fuel her. But the emphasis is not on her story. It's more on a lot of different aspects of what we're talking about, including the fact that if you're listening to this episode in real time on Thursday, May 11th, we dropped our first collaboration together. It is a non-toxic, incredible scent, rollerball scent and candle that is called Empower. And I wish you could like smell it through your phone or wherever you're listening into this podcast because it is absolutely incredible. I've been wearing this for months. We developed it together. I went down to Phoenix where she lives. We did a whole photo shoot and came up with the whole idea and we bought enough that we're anticipating a sellout. So if you're listening to this in real time, Head over to Instagram. You can head over to kaylagray.com or you can text the word scent to 512-548-2728 and I can directly send you the link if you're interested in snagging one, supporting her, supporting the brand and also just getting your hands on something so freaking awesome because when you smell it, you're gonna be like, Kate, this is my jam. So without further ado, I'm really excited about this episode. I can't wait to hear what you think and we're gonna jump right in. Kelly. I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, girl. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for our convo today. It's going to be so juicy because we're going to talk about your story, which I feel is really important for people to realize. We're going to talk about collaborations and community and just different like ups and downs in business and in our personal life, trying to figure out how to juggle both of those simultaneously. And then, of course, we get to tell them about a really cool collab that we're doing that I think everyone's going to lose their mind about. So 
Before we do all of that, can you give people like a high level backstory, starting with back when you were in corporate and what you did there? Because okay. I think that's a really important element for a lot of women that listen into this, where they're maybe in their version of good or even other people's version of great, but they want more and they feel stuck. So start us yeah. with the corporate job. What were you doing? Okay. I was before I started my own business. Um, I was in a corporate career in retail. Um, so I led large retail organizations. I was basically in leader position, leadership positions within large retail organizations. And I started my career, oh my gosh, 20 some odd years ago in Wisconsin. I landed like my dream job as an assistant buyer of fragrances, go figure. Um, wow. I just like fell in love and was obsessed. And then just kind of worked my way up the corporate chain. I, you know, I did a little bit of everything within a corporate structure and um, I'd always dreamed, dreamt of being an entrepreneur, but like it was really hard to walk away from steady paychecks and bonuses. And for me, like I'm an Enneagram type three. And so like accolades and recognition and all those things uh, at the time in those 20 years were super important to me. And so, yeah, I stuck with it. My last job was a senior director of sourcing and procurement for PetSmart headquarters. Yeah. Um, I actually stood up the domestic sourcing division for the company, which I'm very proud of. Um, yeah. And I was with them until 2021. So what happened in, so you have, I mean, you're climbing the ladder, you have this big title, you're managing like a huge division and you're in this leadership role. You know, there's a lot of people that would look at that and be like, oh, you did the thing, Kelly. Like you're in Mm -hmm. quote, quote there, you've arrived at this career, but something in you is saying, you know, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know how, like, how did the idea of even starting something come to be? Uh, for me, it was kind of a life event that shook me to my core and made yeah. me really realize that um, the things I thought that were important and the things that I felt fulfilled me literally were all wrong. And until I went through this um, this life event that happened, I, I, I thought the accolades and the promotions and the extra money every single year and getting that title, like getting that senior director title, leading billion dollars of business. I thought, like you said, like I made it. I yeah. don't have to worry about paying my bills. Like I worked so hard to get to where I was at. We could, we could save money. We could go on trips. We could do all of these different things. And, um, yeah, it wasn't until in 2017, I actually moved to Arizona for the PetSmart job, um, in 2010, met my husband in 2014, we got married in 2016 and then we started trying to have babies. Um, and in 2017, I actually suffered from a ruptured ectopic pregnancy and I almost lost my life that day, um, as well as losing our first baby. And then it happened again in 2018. Um, so lost two babies and, uh, you know, almost losing my life just like after those moments, like everything just went still and deadly silent for me. Um, and I, I just, I spent a lot of time in therapy, um, went through a bit of a depression. And it, for me, it was almost like it shook me so much that like everything that I thought was important, I started peeling back the layers of the onion and realized none of this stuff is really that important. And so started working on my new business. So to the woman listening to this right now, that's connecting with that, where maybe she is doing all of those things and she is achieving like a lot of these external validation type milestones or roles, you know, within a company or in her business. And she's feeling that feeling of, I want to make a change, 
what would you even tell her to start? Because sometimes it's difficult for people to even dream of an idea or imagine that there's a way that they're going to come up with the time to start something on the side. Even if it's not like, I mean, you've turned Kayla Gray, your company, which we're going to talk about in a second into this empire. But like, even if she's feeling this pull to start a blog or a podcast or like a small Etsy shop or do something on the side, like what would you say to her? Uh, for me, like there were, there were like the little butterflies that of, yeah. of an idea that I had. And I was kind of like, okay, like, this has been there. Like it keeps popping up for me, right? It just keeps popping up and keeps popping up. And I'm like, I feel like I need to explore this a little bit more. And so for me, cause I was very overwhelmed in my full-time job. I mean, yeah. you know, when you have big responsibilities and you lead large teams, it's hard, you know, and you've got family life and just all the other things that, that happen, that it's hard to find the time to dive into a side hustle um, or even just a hobby. But for me, I started literally 10 minutes a day just 10 minutes a day, maybe an hour a week if I couldn't even make 10 minutes a day happen. And for me, I just started researching the thing that I was really excited about and interested in. And the more that I researched, the more excited I got about the idea. And that kind of led me to maybe taking a class about the thing that I wanted to do. And that, you know, and then that kind of led me into possibly signing up for a beautiful community like yours. We have a ton. I live in Phoenix. We have a ton of beautiful women entrepreneur communities in Phoenix. So I signed up for one of those. And then like, it just kind of naturally snowballed once I got the ball rolling a little bit more. Um, But I would just dedicate a little bit of time every day. And then I would sit with it, sit with my gut feeling and be like, okay, like this is really freaking pumping me up. Like I want to keep going with this. I just, yeah, I just felt it that I, I needed to keep going. It's so interesting how sometimes we can hold ourselves back because we think we have to know the full game plan. We have to know like step one through 12. But I love how you framed that because it's almost like using your enthusiasm as a compass to direct you where it's like you start something, you detach from the outcome, right? Like someone that's listening into this, it's like maybe they have something they're mildly curious about. It's like start that thing. And either you'll love it and you'll feel those butterflies like you explained and you'll want to be like spending more time on it because you're mm-hmm. interested in it or you don't. Yes. And both are really good outcomes because it teaches you how to kind of direct yourself to keep going. So yeah. love that. Okay. Yeah. How like how did the idea of like a luxury non-toxic fragrance company come to be? Like where did that come from? So like I um, I said, I started my career in, in buying in fragrance. And yeah. I remember standing in the fragrance closet. This was back in the day when I was in Wisconsin. I worked for a subsidiary of Saks Fifth Avenue. And they have this massive like room of fragrance. And I just remember standing in the fragrance closet and smelling this one scent called Demeter Tomato Leaf. And it smelled like a ripe, juicy tomato. And I remember smelling it and like instantly being transported back to my mom's garden growing up. We would literally leave the house in the morning and like run around the woods, jumping in the streams, catching frogs, you know, like all, all of those, you know, beautiful memories that we had. And it literally brought me back to that moment. And I remember just being like blown away. And this is back in my early 20s, like the, the connection between scent and like memory, scent and nostalgia was so strong to me that it, it just like at such a young age, like it was something I recognized instantly. And I've always been obsessed with perfume, beauty, all the things. Um, And then when I found out I was pregnant, I was so sad that like, there were so many books and doctors recommending that I should not be wearing the fragrance that I've been obsessed with my whole life. Like it was a part of my identity. Um, And so I started digging in and researching it a little bit more and realizing that there's actually a lot of toxic stuff in just the word fragrance alone. Um, And so after I kind of came out of, you know, my my hibernation healing phase. Um, well, healing healing is a forever ongoing thing when you have yeah. um, pregnancy loss. But when I finally started to 
turned that corner and things started to get exciting again, um, I knew I knew instantly that I wanted to create a, a clean fragrance company. Um, and so started, you know, taking classes, perfumery classes, trying to understand like the science behind all of it. Yeah, we actually, I decided to name the company Kayla Gray because that was going to be the name of our first baby that we lost, just as a way to like honor the heartbreak but put beautiful things into the world. So that's kind of the reasoning behind why I decided to create uh, fragrance and clean fragrance at that too. I love it so much. I just love your heart and your story and how you've turned it into what you've turned it into. And I want to ask you because sometimes people get caught up in other people's validation of their idea or other people's fear that gets projected onto them. Because you've got this, you know, you've got this great job and you know you're kind of dabbling on the side thinking back to like, oh, I did love fragrance. Maybe that's something I want to create. And you're kind of at that new stage where, you know, sometimes we can be very like sensitive to people's feedback at that stage. Did you, how did you stay like rooted? And I do want to do the work to start this, even knowing there are other like big companies out there and there's all this like feedback that people can give you. How did you kind of get it going? Because I feel like sometimes the beginning can feel like you're pushing a monster truck tire up a hill and you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. How do you do that? <laughs> and it is super overwhelming. Um, and a lot of times, like I do coaching for product-based businesses. Um, and a lot of times, like a lot of my students or clients, like they they will never get started because they feel like I'm such a small fish in this giant pond or like I don't have billion dollars of money for advertising. And I always explain to them like you, every business starts somewhere. Every business starts super tiny. And yes, there are some businesses that get major funding, um, you know, that can propel them at a, at a much quicker rate. But there's also really beautiful bootstrapped businesses that have started small. Um, because I think for me, I love the bootstrap route because I love the learning process that I love kind of figuring out as I go along. And for me, like I knew that I just needed the tiniest, the teeniest, tiniest piece of market share to be successful. And so I don't have to be a Chanel. I don't, I don't have to be a Chanel and I, I don't necessarily want to be a Chanel. Yeah. I want to be Kayla Gray. I want to be, I want to connect with people in a different way than those massive companies that are out there. There's something that's so beautiful and specific about a person starting a small business, connecting with all of those beautiful customers around them in a much more personal way than those big brands even have a chance to do so. So use that to your advantage until you get big enough to start to hire and become one of those big brands. Until then, like, you know, it's it's kind of like a sweet spot as a small business because you get to connect in such a deep level. So I think that's something I never wanted to take for granted. Yes. It's such an important reminder to everyone, regardless of whether you're an entrepreneur listening into this or not. It's like savoring the stage that you're in because you also won't get that stage back. And I'm sure you can look back at you know you now and where Kayla Gray is compared to you day one. And the contrast is so big that you're just like, damn, I can't even believe that I'm here. You know, So one thing I really want to talk with you about and that has been on my heart a lot with women in this community is I see a need in the world at large, but definitely in our community for women collaborating with other women. And like, how did you decide and kind of, can you walk us through like that process? Obviously you and I are doing a collaboration for Ascent called Empower, which we'll talk about in a second here. But how did you decide to start focusing more on collaborating with other women, even like focusing a lot on in-person events and pop-ups and things like I got to come to your anniversary party, like things like that. How did you start leaning more into that? And why is that important to you? I think for me, um, after 
COVID and the pandemic and everything happened in 2020, um, everybody kind of went inward a little bit and a little, uh, disconnected a little bit more from community. We had beautiful virtual communities. Um, but I knew that coming out of those few years, like people were wanting to create much more of a connection than they ever have been able to before, like even more than before 2020. They saw the value in the connection so much more. Um, for me, like I saw that there was kind of a gap in the market that brands could be using scent as a way to connect the moment that they're creating for their customers. Um, it, 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 it really hasn't been done so much before. Yeah. And so I started small with a couple of people that I just really love that I felt like these are my people, like their community is my community. Yeah. Um, and as we started to collaborate and we started to share communities, you could literally see both of our communities grow mm-hmm. and both of our communities get such a beautiful experience out of the product that we were able to co-create together. Yeah. Um, so A, like it's expanding my community and it's it's doing it in a way that isn't costing me, you know, 50, 60, $75,000 to True. get access to those other communities. It's, it's a win-win for both parties, which I think is so important. And so I'm very conscious and um, very mindful of the, the people that I do collaborations with. Like it has to make sense. Like their, their community has to be very similar to my community. It can be a little bit different because you obviously want to expand and grow, but like yeah. they need to get the heart of who I am. I need to get the heart of who they are. Um, and I don't know, I just feel like collaborations also give you such beautiful insight to things that you never even thought of before. Mm -hmm. Like even just like sitting down with you as we started our scent journey together, like just the conversation expanded my mind and that never would have happened had we not had a conversation to work on a collaboration together. So it expands your community and expands your mind and it doesn't in a way that isn't incredibly expensive to do so. Yeah. And it's fun. You know, like I I think it's supposed to be fun. I wish that that would be the narrative more of like, of course, building a business or growing in your career or navigating like life with young kids or whatever it is that someone listening into this might be going through. It's like, what if we did have this belief that it should just be more fun? And you asked yourself the question, how do I make this more fun? And it's funny Mm -hmm. because when you and I connected and I was like, I really want to do Ascent, part of the reason that I wanted to do it was also for the experience of getting to go through that process of something that was totally new to me. And to the woman listening into this episode, if you're feeling stuck right now, I do think it's really valuable to ask yourself, when's the last time I did something for the first time? (laughs) Because that was so cool. Like, I mean, for context, I went down to Phoenix and we did a shoot. I mean, Kelly, tell about our photo shoot because I was mind blown. We were like (laughs) dropping strawberries into whipped cream and Kelly was like, we had two photographers like taking video and I was like, this is nothing like what I do. I record my podcast in my closet often. Like this is so cool. So like it also, to your point, that's really interesting is like as we were doing our photo shoot for this collab, Getting to see how your brain works Mm -hmm. that is so drastically different gives you such, like when you see someone who thinks differently and has a different skill set than you, it just makes you appreciate people for our differences, which Mm -hmm. I think is really important in the world that we live in. Yeah. And I think like bringing two people together is such a powerful example of like the beauty of two completely different minds and what they can create together. Like for me, watching women collaborate. A lot of times, like I grew up in a corporate environment where like it was competitive and it was a little bit cutthroat with like my female counterparts and like to come to an entrepreneur space and be able to create experiences that are all about 
beautiful collaborations. And like, it is so incredibly powerful for me to see women coming together to build something because exactly what you just said, like I got to see a completely different side of you that I, I had never seen before with us working so closely together. And like the, the thing that we're creating is going to be so powerful for both of our communities too. And that photo shoot was so fun. (laughs) (laughs) So fun. It was so fun. Oh my gosh. And I think like it would be cool because there are people that are interested that don't know the backstory of like, how is a scent actually created? Like maybe it is a vision on their heart to create a scent or collaborate with someone like you to do something like this. But like, how does that even work? Can you like, obviously I was there for us, like getting to meet and come up with the scent, but how do you actually do this? Like from a high level perspective? I think the easiest way to start is literally really taking some time to understand like what types of scents you actually like. So it could be as simple as like, what types of candles are you typically buying? What types of fragrances are you typically buying? Googling it and looking up the different fragrance notes that are in each scent and trying to find some common themes. And then once you find those common themes, there's so many different websites and resources out there for you to go and buy different fragrance notes. I have a whole wall of them behind me. Um, And basically like I sit down and just kind of have fun, like spend some time mixing one drop of this fragrance note, one drop of this fragrance note until I find something that's really beautiful. Um, And then again, there's like courses out there that can easily teach you how to create fragrance, how to do perfumery. Um, It's just kind of a test and learn. And it's such a beautiful creative outlet for people to experiencing themselves and other people on a different level through scent. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so cool because you think about how powerful it is of like, childhood to your point of like growing up and like chasing frogs and like you have this particular scent that comes into mind with that but it's like people that remind you of a certain scent and like that's what I'm really excited about too is even like the brand of this with having you at Empower Her Live our big event in September and having this rollout where people can purchase the roller they can get a candle of this specific scent that it's going to like take you into that mode I just think it's so great but what I did want to ask you too, that I think is really important and something I really respect and admire a lot about you is how you show up to your business despite whatever's going on in your life, right? And obviously you shared about your journey of just like with pregnancy loss and how devastating that is. How do you get yourself to keep showing up when it feels really dark and heavy? Because maybe someone's navigating something like that with a fertility journey, or maybe it is just something, just a hardship in their life or a tough season in their marriage or whatever it may be, but they still have this vision of this thing that they're working on. Like, how have you emotionally supported yourself? Yeah, for me, it was, um, I did a lot of therapy, a ton of therapy, um, a lot of journaling, uh, I took long, slow walks every single morning. Um, and surprisingly, like as I was taking the walks in the morning, like all of the ideas and excitement and things that I was working on for my business would kind of bubble up. And then I'd be like, okay, like I feel, I feel that moment that I want to take action on it. And then I would go home and I would spend 10, 15, 20 minutes on whatever it was that, you know, popped into my head during that walk. Um, it was creating a community of people around me that, I may not have like physically felt or mentally felt like I was taking action. And it's okay when you're moving through grief or emotional stuff, like you don't feel like you need to do things every single day. It's okay to be still. It's okay to be silent. Being silent and still and going inward is just as important as actually putting action into your business. So just know that it's okay to take the time to do those types of things. Um, But also kind of put yourself out there a little bit, put yourself yeah. in rooms with other people that are taking action. 
um, because there's going to be a day when you're ready to go, right? And you want to have that yeah. support around you so that when you're ready to go, you could just go. And it may be for an hour, maybe for an hour a week that you feel like you're ready to go. But to have a community around you and to have started kind of building up those resources around you to help you get a little bit of traction, I think is super important. And that's what that's what helped me kind of really get going. So good. And it's really important I think to have community of people that also like look like the direction of where you're headed. Cause yeah. sometimes we can feel a little bit stuck because it's like everybody around us is like, Oh, you're the big dreamer. You're the big visionary. And then you feel like you're like a fish out of water. You're like, ah, I'm, yeah. like, I'm un- uncomfortable. So how have you navigated like people in your life, maybe family or friends or people from different seasons of life that didn't understand your vision that they're like, Kelly, I mean, good luck with this. Or they gave you pushback of like you wanting to leave your corporate job to start a business. Like how do you deal with people that just don't get it? Cause that holds a lot of women back of like, yeah. my, my mom doesn't get it. My sister doesn't get it. My best friend. Like I don't want to quote unquote, leave her behind is the story that they tell themselves. How do you work through that? Yeah, I think um, there's definitely a lot of resistance. A lot of times there's people around you that have a lot of resistance because they don't understand it or they've never gone through it before. And so like putting yourselves in rooms with people that have done it before Mm -hmm. gives you not only inspiration, but gives you a support network for you to be like, okay, like my spouse does not get what I'm trying to do. Or like my parents are like, you're crazy. You're going to leave this like, you know, multiple six figure salary job to like dive into something that's completely unknown where there's, you know, all this huge competition that can eat you up. I've heard all of it. I've heard it all before. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I kind of had to put a little bit of blinders onto it. I had to put myself in rooms with women that were already doing it. And then honestly, like as I was moving through and growing my business, there were friendships that fell off. Um, because at the end of the day, like my world had morphed so much that we almost didn't have much to talk about anymore. Or maybe they weren't supporting me in the stages that I was in. And it, I started to feel like maybe these weren't the super authentic relationships that I thought they were. Yeah. Um, so honestly, a lot of shedding happened for me too. And I think, I think that's okay yeah. as long as it's done in a healthy and respectful way. Um, but again, it, oh, it's for me, like community is such a big and important thing um, when you're starting something new. Cause it's, freaking scary to start with. And if you don't have people that are supportive, it's like you said, so many people stop or just won't even get going. Yeah. And it's so interesting because we sometimes don't have the verbiage with female friendships, for example, where like, say you're dating someone and you break up and it's like, oh, why'd you break up? Here's the reason why. And then you just kind of move on from it. But it almost seems like sometimes if it's a friendship that there has to be some sort of story there that people are like, well, what happened? What did she do or whatever? And it's like, sometimes like relationships are just for a season and they just don't look like the direction that you're heading. And some yeah. relationships do survive that even if they don't, you know, move into the entrepreneurship space with you or whatever. So I know you are such a big dreamer and you have a huge vision with Kayla Gray. And what's interesting is like, which I love and it's so inspiring. And I think it's going to be so aspirational for us to talk about this for a lot of women listening in. But the reality of it is when you're here and you want to be mm-hmm. there, which is like, you know, light years ahead that distance between where you are now and where you want to go can sometimes feel like really intimidating or overwhelming. And that's when we can sometimes do that like negative spiral thing where we end up on our bathroom floor and we're ugly crying and our snot mascara is getting together in our mouth and we're choking, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) that thing. So how, how, how do you support yourself? What are some like even like tactical things that you do when like that feeling does come in of like, oh, shit. How am I going to get there? Or like, I don't know how, like, how do you find mentors? Like, give us some like t- 
tactical Kelly stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's it's a few layers to that. A, entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You have to know there's going to be days you're going to be sitting on the floor crying. You just are. Like it is inevitable. And I think for me, knowing that those days were going to come and knowing that on the other side of hard, I mean, every time, every single time in my life, on the other side of hard is something really, really beautiful. And so for me, I started like retraining my thinking, moving into more of an abundant mindset versus a scarcity mindset, which is hard coming from a corporate job. But I, I was super intentional about just the way that I was, you know, training my brain to be like, okay, this is really hard right now. Like I didn't hit, hit my sales goals for this month, yeah. but I also know that, okay, I didn't. So like, what am I going to do? What's that next strategy that I'm going to do next month to make up for the loss that I didn't? get for this month and also hit my next month's goals. So for me, the tactical things um, are to have a business plan, you know, have, have, have mile markers that you want to hit. And those are the goals that you need to kind of be working towards every single day. You hear it all the time with big businesses or people that you see, you deem are successful. It is consistency. The key is just consistency. Mm -hmm. It's showing up even if it's 5% of a hundred percent every single day, because you may be going through some stuff. You may just be exhausted. You may just be bummed because you didn't hit a sales goal that you were wanting to hit. Just show up anyway, because those little 5% over time will continue to layer one on top of the other. And I promise you, it will you will make traction in your business. So one, show up consistently. Two, make little mile markers, um, You know, little check-in points with yourself on goals. For me, um, I started out having weekly sales plans monthly sales plans, quarterly sales plans, three, five-year annual sales plans. And then I realized that it was kind of getting myself stuck in my head a little bit. And I wasn't opening myself up to opportunities that would come. And so I kind of adjusted. I've got you know monthly, quarterly sales goals. And if something's not working, I pivot and adjust and try a new tactic. So I think those things are important. Pivot. Don't, don't dive into the negative too much. Try to understand why, you know, analytically, why something may have not worked out. Um, but it's okay. Release it, move forward to something new. And then for me, mentors are huge, huge, yes. huge shoes. Um, I have asked people to be mentors and I've asked people of companies that I never thought that they would say yes to me. And they have said yes. And I'm still, my mind is still blown that I have <laughs> some of the mentors that I have, but it doesn't hurt to ask, ask yes. somebody who is 15 steps ahead of you, ask somebody who's one step ahead of you. Um, because again, it always goes back to that community and that support because they're going to have vision that you're not even going to be able to see. And they will just, for me, I use my mentors as like gut checking my gut feeling, if that makes sense. Um, Just to, yeah, just to make sure that like my gut feeling is where it needs to be. Um, Because all of us have gut feelings and it's okay to gut check your gut feelings. Yeah, that's smart. Because it's also really helpful to have someone that you can tap into that the thing that feels like a gigantic, like, problem to you. They're like, Oh, that's yeah. nothing, you know, then they're but done then, that. Yeah. Well, but then it's also like, I think there's like something really beautiful about, about how you share this because it still combines this like radical compassion and grace for yourself that like something that might be hard for you now at day one or chapter one, chapter five, it's like, yeah, we know that, you know, at chapter 20 or year 20, it's going to feel like a tiny little thing, but right now it's okay that it's hard for you. So what does consistency look like? So you can show up and just keep the promise to yourself of like doing that thing, even if it's not at a hundred percent, because it's, we've talked about on the, the podcast often about consistency of like keeping those promises to yourself is like putting a deposit into your confidence bucket, like plop, plop, plop. Right. But 
when people hear that, sometimes they do think like, I have to show up at a hundred percent, but it's like, okay, your in-laws are in town and your child is sick and you just got into a fight with your significant other and it's tax season and you're a CPA or like whatever. It's like life is seasons. And the other thing I really love that I just hope everyone caught is like the expectation of the roller coaster. Like Mm -hmm. you don't think like you you don't think anything's wrong with you if you're expecting that there is absolutely supposed mm-hmm. to be lows that can then, you know, you'll be mm-hmm. up and down and up and down because a lot of people want to quit when it's a low. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you will go through the lows. It's expected. You have to expect it. I mean, yeah. it's that is the beauty of life is the yeah. ups and downs. It is what teaches us lessons. It is what teaches us about ourselves. It is what teaches us about communication and relationships. It is, to me, it's, the beauty of life, the hard, it's so freaking hard some days. It's so hard and overwhelming. And, but it's also like so fascinating and so interesting um, on the other side of it. So I think for me, like understanding that those highs and lows are going to come helps me navigate through them a little bit easier, knowing that there's, there's a kick ass up on the other side of this. I'm just, you know, I just got to muddle through this in order to get there. Yes. And also, so Kelly, for people that are wanting to find mentors or communities, like how have you found mentors? And can you explain to them what the process has been like? Because I'm sure you've probably had people that are like uh, ghosting you and like, I don't know who you are. But then you've also (laughs) had people that if you never asked, of course, the answer is going to be no. So can you give some encouragement for people that are looking for someone like where they can find those people or how to tactically do that? Yeah, totally. I've been ghosted a lot. <laughs> I get ghosted all the time. Again, I think you just have to like expect that it's going to happen. Right. But it's okay if you get ghosted nine out of ten times. That one out of ten is going to be like, yes, that was like the the banger mentor that I really wanted. For me, like I spent time, um, you know, diving into communities of the businesses that I admired so much. So like. I would spend time like stalking companies on Instagram, stalking companies on LinkedIn to understand like, okay, who are the people within this company that have the strengths in areas that I have a weakness in? So an example would be like, for me, um, my weakness, and I hate to use the word weakness, my opportunity, like whatever we want to call it, but like my non-strong skill set is marketing. (laughs) It's just not, it's not my jam. Like, new customer acquisition and like all of those different strategies is something that I've never done myself. I've always like, I can get a business up and scaling operationally easily, but the marketing, I really have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And so we're, we're I knew that I, gang, Kelly, like, yes, I, know. Sell it. I could sell it, but I just am like, I don't know what I'm doing from a tactical perspective. So Sounds like I we need that. to start a business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, so I would, I had like, you know, a bunch of different companies in my head that I admired so much. And like, the companies felt authentic, the way that they spoke to their customers really resonated with me, the little sweet things that they would do with their customers really stood out to me, the types of influencers or advertising campaigns were interesting to me. And so I would spend time for me, it was diving into LinkedIn to understand who was working for these companies. Mm. um, And then reaching out to those different people. And it was a pretty simple message for me. It was, hi, my name is Kelly. I've been in retail for over X amount of years, um, just started my own business and was wondering if you ever do any sort of mentorship or know of any great mentorship programs mm-hmm. or conferences or organizations that I could get involved in that help my growth as an entrepreneur. Boom. Well, most of the yeah, most of the times like I wouldn't get responses, but I would say maybe ten percent of the time I would get responses. And the responses would be anywhere from like, you know, we don't offer 
I don't offer personally mentorship, but here's three different organizations that I think would be a great resource for you. Or here's a great conference that I went to last year that was product-based or, you know, my mentor was like, sure, let's hop on a call. And literally got on a call with me, like a Zoom call. And we found out we live like five minutes away from each other. We have so much of like the same background and like we just instantly connected and he became my official mentor. Um, But it took a lot of ghosting for me to get to get anything. But I also got a ton of like really cool resources and like organizations and grants and advisory boards, and like all the different things that I never even thought about just by asking, just by asking. It's also just a good reminder for people that it's 2023. It's not going to be a lack of resources. It's going to be a lack of resourcefulness. That's what it is. And that sounds harsh, but I mean it because like that's scrappy, Kelly. Like that's like, I'm just going to go on LinkedIn. Anyone can do that for free 99. Like you can go on there and do it and just the beautiful way that you say that of like detaching from the outcome of the answer Mm -hmm. needing to be yes. Like, you know, a bunch of them are going to ghost you and a bunch of them are going to say no, but the intention is like, I'm going to go through this habit and doing it, doing this. And some of them will eventually say yes. It's just a numbers game. And then on the other side of that, I think what's really beautiful that people sometimes forget myself included. And I'm sure you've had seasons like this where when it feels hard and you're like, Oh, I just want to find this mentor. I just want to find this community or these connections. Like, I just want to get there you get to look back at the path that you took towards getting there. And you know, like you're the only person that was on LinkedIn sending all those, hi, I'm Kelly. I work in fragrance. Like help me out. You send all these messages and got all of these no's. So when the yeses come, the highs are so much higher because you know how hard it was and how easy it would have been to give up. And sometimes we all just need that reminder. And I just think your whole story is like a story of resilience and I'm so excited. So tell them, What's coming next with Kayla Gray? And then we'll tell them about our little fun collab. What's like, what's the big vision with Kayla Gray that maybe even like makes you want to pee your pants when you say it out loud? <laughs> um, yeah, it's like kind of two ways that I want to take the company. One is obviously yeah. growing the brand in general. And when we grow the brand in general, it's we're going towards like a, we're creating rituals. And for me, rituals always like tie back to fragrance. And so we're, we have line extensions coming, you know, any anything from like, beautiful robes and loungewear to body care and just beautiful things for you to create your own perfect ritual. So like, let's say you got some free bougie night at like the fanciest hotel ever. Like what would you take by yourself? What would you take by yourself to have the most beautiful night of self-care and like going inward? That's like what we're going to be creating. Um, And with that, I actually want to create beautiful retreat centers and ritual centers that go along with that. So for me, every, every year I take twice a year alone vacations um, and I take three to four days and just spend time alone in nature by myself uh, journaling and like dreaming up what the next one to three years is going to look like Um, just spending time listening to my own inner voice. Cause I feel like there's so there's just chaos around us all of the time. And a lot of times we don't quiet our minds and quiet our bodies in order to understand what our gut feelings or what our innermost thoughts are really trying to tell us. And so I want to create a place that people, women can go and feel safe enough to have those three to four days alone to do this work. And so that's like big, huge, massive vision that makes me want to throw up a little bit. And then, <laughs> and then the other arm is um, I do small business coaching for product-based businesses. And there's a big gap there on educating product businesses and helping them anywhere from 
opening up their own storefront to making sure their operations are up and running smoothly to even doing fulfillment for them on the back end. So I want to create centers and places and resources for uh, to help small business owners scale a little bit quicker than than they're able to today. So epic. I just love hearing that. And I think it can be really powerful because it's hard to be what you can't see and hearing someone just share their vision that's big and also has a lot of different silos to it, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people can get caught up laser focus of like, I have a fragrance company. You're like, okay, well, it's so much bigger than that. It's more a movement. And these are the facets and this is the direction that I want to go. And I think the practice of women getting to hear other women unapologetically say, Mm -hmm. here's where I'm headed. Like, I don't know all the steps to get there. I'm not worried about the steps because I know in pursuit of all of this like progress that I'm making, I'm going to become the person who can figure that out. You know what I mean? So I also think like a lot of times you have these big five, 10 year visions, but you also need to allow space for that vision to change Mm. um, based off of people you come in contact with. Like, let's say you or somebody in your audience heard my vision and it's like, oh, I want to do a collaboration or I would love to like open a business with that person. And then all of a sudden, like this completely new business idea sparks out of nowhere. So I I always say like, don't get so focused on that 10-year vision that you close yourself off from other opportunities that may come in. So those are my goals in five Mm -hmm. and 10 years. Um, But I also, I want my heart and universe and everything to be open to who who the heck knows what's going to come in. And I think that's so exciting to see. That is so beautiful. And it really does give the type A people the permission slip yeah. to be like, okay, we got to leave That's space because sometimes sometimes yeah. opportunities come in a way that yeah. they are in like the most unexpected package. And you're like, should I open this? I don't know, yeah. but you do. And it's so beautiful. So I love yeah. that. Okay, Kelly, tell them about our scent and power and all the juice. Give them the juice. Oh. I'm so excited. Okay, I'm so excited about the scent, you guys. It is like... Okay. So we always talk about like the way it smells, like it smells like this. And then we talk about like the way it feels. And so our empower scent, the smell is going to blow your mind. Okay. It's got strawberry nectar in it. It's got apples. It's got pears. It's got peonies. It's got white birch and then leather and sandalwood. And like, it's sweet, but then there's also a really like grounding earthy note to it that just makes you keep going back and wanting to smell more and more and more and like really understand like, what is that? Like, I can't, I can't stop smelling it. Um, that's literally the feedback I get from everybody that I've been obsessively putting this new scent on to get, to get feedback on is well, they're just like, I can't stop smelling it. It's funny. Cause you and I have been using like the sample rollers and I've been wearing it everywhere and people will stop me and like sniff yes. me of like, yeah. what, what is that? And I'm like, Oh, it's in power. It's coming here soon. <laughs> Drop it on May 11th. Um, but honestly, I, I think it's really cool for like, the grounding part of it with like the mm-hmm. fruit for like it's it's feminine and it's girly yeah. for sure but it also has this grounding element and when we talked about this and why I loved getting to go through this process with you is like one of the things that I had told you is like I want it to feel like this community is very come with me let's figure yeah. out life together I wanted it to feel like how it would feel if you were with your girlfriend like having a glass of wine sitting on the couch yes. where like you do feel grounded and you feel capable but it's also still like inspiring and aspirational because of the fruit forwardness to it that it's like you feel you just feel energized still yeah you know yeah I like for me it when I think about the scent I think it like it makes me feel like I'm having a super deep conversation with like someone I obsessively love so much and also we are like doubling over in laughter like that literally is what this scent makes me feel like like a warm cozy hug but also cracking up 
so close that I'm almost peeing my pants. It's like oh, that. That's, that's literally, literally life. That's what I want life to be for everyone that listens into this podcast. Like the thousands of you, I love you so much. Please just laugh so hard that you pee your pants with someone that you feel so at home with. That's what it is. It's that's called a power. It sense. doesn't smell like pee, but it will make you want to pee. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So in a bottle. Good. Yes. And then, yeah. um, so we put it into a rollerball perfume yeah. for everybody, and then also a candle. Can you tell them about yeah. the candle and also like the non? toxic side because that has been a huge thing obviously with me being pregnant but so many women in our community care about the non-toxic side of candles because there's so much shit in candles yeah I mean candles are just as important as what you're putting on your skin so like all of our formulations whether it's a perfume that you're putting on your body whether it's a candle that you're lighting within your home they're all non-toxic hypoallergenic paraben or phthalate free we're free from over actually 1,300 different ingredients. Um, we use, it's called IFRA Standards of Beauty, which is the cosmetic regulation over in Europe, because Europe restricts over 1,300 ingredients in the beauty space, whereas the U.S. only restricts 11 ingredients. And so we use European Hold standards. Hold please, 1,300 versus 11? Versus 11. Yeah. Wow. Yes. It's yes. like those things also on Instagram where you see food compared like, you know, like Cheerios in like the UK yeah. versus here. And it's like, where did all that stuff come from? And it people totally. don't think people don't think about that with fragrance. I mean, I know this is your world, but a lot of people forget fragrance and candles. That's yes. a crap ton of toxins that we could be yeah. avoiding. Yeah, it is. It totally is. And we as a company take it even a step further. So you know how most things that have fragrance and it just have the word fragrance and like yeah. because legally they're not required to disclose all the ingredients in the word fragrance because it's considered um intellectual property mm-hmm. so we as a company kayla gray as a company decided to disclose all of the ingredients within the word fragrance on our website mm-hmm. so if you know that you're allergic to something or you know that something you know bothers you um, you can literally go on our website and dive into the specific ingredients that are in each of our scents because even me saying that I'm a clean beauty brand, no one's really regulating what that means. No one's regulating what clean means. Um, it's a little bit of greenwashing marketing for people to even say that. And so for us, it felt like I wanted to make sure that our company kept its integrity and is literally disclosing everything so that I just felt it was important that you should decide what you're putting on your body. You should decide what you're lighting in your home. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're clean, clean clean and we disclose all of our ingredients to make sure that you really understand what's uh what's going on behind the curtain. So beautiful. Okay, so how can people get this? Like tell them your website stuff. We'll also put links of course in the show notes and all of that stuff. Um but tell them how they can grab it. And what are yes. like we actually have a limited amount of these. We're doing we a do. run to get some feedback based off of what you guys vibe with, but I anticipate these are going to sell out pretty quickly because people yes. are going to be pumped. Yeah, <laughs> these will sell out, you guys. They will sell out. So we're going to have them available on our website. Also, um, you'll put them up on your yeah. website and you know Instagram and all those things. But if you want to go directly to our website, that's great too. Our website is kaylagray.com, which is C-A-Y-L-A-G-R-A-Y.com. And we'll have a little link on it on our homepage. Yeah. Um, otherwise, same. We'll put links to everything, both on our website, on our Instagram, which is Kayla Gray Co. Yes. Um, yeah. And I'm we're so excited. Everything launches May 11th. Yeah, the day that this episode uh, so, releases. The like, day, okay, perfect. To this in real time, 
Okay, perfect. Literally it's, snag it right today. at this exact it's second. Today. This is so exciting. Go. <laughs> uh, Kelly, I just want to say thank you so much. You like working with you, like getting to know you as a person and like getting to work with you has been such a gift. I just love your optimism and like how rooted you are and like what you care about. Like this is such a real thing for you. Like your why for doing this is so strong and it's just, it's really inspiring, honestly, to be around. And I'm so excited for Empower to launch. And I'm also so excited because people that come to Empower Her Live, our event in September, the 22nd through the 24th, they'll get to meet you because we're going to have a merch booth for some fun things that are coming. You're going to get to be on one of our panels, which we haven't announced all the details of yet, but people will get to learn and soak up your brain too and just your positive energy and hug you. And I I just... I'm so grateful for you. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for all of the value that you add to this community and to the world. You are incredible. And I just adore you. I love this convo today. So thank you for having me on. I I appreciate it. I had a great time. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.